Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. Hey guys, I'm checking in from Florida. Last week was actually pretty fun for me because my brother and his family came down to celebrate Mother's Day and my graduation. I graduated from USC officially and we had a small at-home graduation party. We cooked a ton of food, a ton of good food, and now it's time to detox and get back to a daily routine. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Hey, everyone. Today, we're interviewing Kemi, a junior from University of Michigan, and she studies psychology. She recently attempted to study abroad in London for the spring 2020 semester. However, she had to leave her program early, about three months early, because of COVID-19. So today we're going to talk about that and how that really affected her study abroad experience. So welcome, Kemi. Thank you. Thank you. So just like, how are you doing in general? How has staying at home been? Just like, what, how are you feeling right now? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, it's been a a lot of emotions. I think from the moment I I found out that I was leaving to the moment where I had to actually like pack up my life in one week. So I think I've transitioned from like panic to like anger to sadness to like me now being at home and coming to terms with that. It's been interesting, but I need to leave because (laughs) I'm tired (laughs) of being with my parents. Like it's just, yeah, it's just, it's too much. I think I realized how much I actually like being away um, at school now that I'm here for this long. Gotcha. And do you also live in Michigan? Yes, I do. I live like 45 minutes away from my university. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get straight into what everyone wants to hear about is, which is your study abroad. So um, what made you decide to study abroad? Um, And do you travel a lot? Like, was that your first time studying abroad? And just tell us like how you got to that decision. Yeah, for sure. So last summer, um, well, May 2019, I studied abroad in Paris for three weeks, and the focus of the trip was Black history in Paris. So I think just the experiences there, being in a different country and just being around different people, but also learning about Black history, which is something that I'm really interested in. And I think after the three weeks, I left wanting more. Because I was like, three weeks, it's like, I still feel like a tourist. I like, I didn't feel like I actually like, belong there um, to a certain extent but then I left and when I got back to the states I was like okay 
let's see if we can travel again and let's see if we can do it for a longer period of time. But then I guess my issue is, okay, well, my parents let me go away for an entire semester. And my parents, you know, I was like, you know, I'm gonna, let me prep them. So like a year before I asked them, okay, what would it, would you let me go abroad for like a semester? Like, well, depends on what country it has to be English speaking. I was like, okay, perfect. London it is. And I think the reason why I decided to choose London over any other country was just first I had family there. So it was just um, nice to have family around the area. But also I feel like it's just been a part of the world that when it comes to like black history, I personally have not heard a lot about, or even just black um, popular or just black culture. Sometimes you don't hear that much about it here in the You know, seeing things, not, maybe not seeing everything, but not seeing as much as I could have as an actual student there. Wow, yeah, that's a good point. Like, I don't know that much about, like, Great Britain's, like, Black history. Because I feel like right. growing up, we were told, like, that they didn't, like, take slaves back to, like, England. But I'm like, do I believe that? Like, right. <laughs> and then there's, there's also a lot of immigrants there. And, exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. yeah, it's that's, that's a good point that you raised. And so, like, as well as, like, having um, family there, were there anything else that like drew you to London? Do you just think it was like a cool city or was like basically like language and like the culture, the main things? Um, besides that, I mean, I feel like a lot of people have always had like London on their tra to travel list. I mean, you hear about the culture, you just, you know, that it's like a, a just a huge melting pot of different cultures and just um, also the, um, just the people there are just different. Like you could clearly see the big difference between Americans and Brits, like they're, they're different very different okay so what was it like being a student in London okay it was it was pretty interesting I think at first once everyone hears your accent they're like oh my gosh are you a associate student that's what they call the study abroad students associate students they're like oh my gosh where in the states are you from and things like that but I think also some of them were actually annoyed that we were there because they have like I think each year they take about 500 students um, from our different countries but most of us are from the states so I think once they got annoyed by that everyone like each professor asking like are there any associate students here they were like oh tuh. it's like the same Americans again all over again but as a student it was interesting because you don't realize how much they actually know about the states till you like they start, they start talking because I'm from Michigan in general, I feel like no one really knows about Michigan in the States in general, but I feel like abroad, it's like, oh, what's Michigan? But they're like, yeah, that's like, I mean, you know, that's where, that's where Detroit is, you know, that's where Big Sean's from. I'm like, yeah, that's where I'm from. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's really interesting to see just um, the questions they ask because, I mean, I feel like they're not asking like obnoxious questions, but actually like, okay, what's life like? How is education there then? how it is here um and just just I think it was just a lot of eagerness of just getting to know me more but also my professors were like really interested in my perspective on different things because yes I was taking classes that are focused of um British history and British culture but my professors always um welcomed me to give my perspective whether it's American pers perspective 
or just kind of things I've observed while I've been here, which is something I really um, appreciate because I felt sometimes I felt like I had to, I thought originally that I would just be laid back, chill, reserved, and like not really speak my mind about things or like give my opinion on things because it wouldn't be valid. But the fact that they gave me the space was really um, encouraging. That's cool. So what university were you at specifically? Yeah, I was at Queen Mary University of London. So that's in East London. Okay, cool. Yeah. So while you were abroad, how did you first hear about COVID-19? And then what was your reaction? Um, okay, so the first time I actually really heard about it was around Chinese New Year. It was actually funny because I was in Chinatown like the day before Chinese <laughs> New Year. And then I then my aunt called me and she was like, Kemi, don't go anywhere. Don't eat out. Like stay indoors. I was like, oh, I was in Chinatown last night. And she was like, what? <laughs> um, but I think at that point, there wasn't really much panic in London. It was just more about like, I guess there wasn't a major panic. It was more of like people now avoiding eating out, but then you still see people on the tube, like going place to place because they have to get to work. And it was like, people were like packing sardines in the tube. So, which is like the um, subway, um, the subway there. And I think it wasn't until people wanted to start traveling to like Italy. And then when those two cases of the um, people in Italy came, um, everyone's like, well, I guess our trips are canceled, flights started getting canceled and um, delayed and things like that. And I think it wasn't until our group chat for study abroad students started like blowing up. People were like, um, are your school sending you back home? Like what's going on? So everyone's just like sending in screenshots of like emails that their schools have sent them. And some kids have had to like leave the next two days some had to like leave at a certain time and had to pack up but for me I was like you know what they can't make me go like what can they actually do I was like you know what like you can say I have to come back at this time but who's gonna like make me so I was like you know what I'm gonna just go up on my merry way and just wait and my school's a bit late or kind of vague with whether they want us to stay or not the first email they sent was oh you're studying abroad program might be altered and I was like okay I guess altered means I'm staying here so um I think once that happened I think the first initial route the initial panic I had where I was like okay I actually might have to go home was when I got when our group chat blowed up but also when like friends from back home are just not even friends random people back home that never spoke to me before or have not spoken to me in a long time it's <laughs> like hey Kemi are you going are you coming back to the states I'm just like huh like what is uh, you can't even say hi how are you it's like oh are they sending you back home so I think that's when I was like okay this is actually kind of serious and this is well really serious and like I, ha- I might have to go home so um like what was the when was the turning point? Like, when did your university say, like, you had to come back? Or did you just come back on your own? So, <laughs> I was actually in Barcelona because I was like, you know what? Like, yes, some parts of the world are, like, a little crazy right now. But I already bought my ticket, so I'm going to go regardless. Um, so, I left for Barcelona, like, on a Wednesday. And it wasn't until, it was the next day, actually. The next day, um, my school sent an email. And I was like, I was with my friend, and then I was like, I started screaming, I was like, what the, like, what, and then she's, like, looking at the email, because she goes, she attends a different university, and she was like, oh, my school hasn't sent me anything, so then I'm just, like, frustrated and pissed off, I'm just, like, I've invested so much time applying for this program, and, like, so much money has gone into this, um, 
and just I, I was like you know what I'm just gonna forget about it and just go about my business and enjoy this trip but then they sent another email um because when I was in Barcelona that's when Trump decided to close the borders to um close the borders to non-American citizens and that's when my school kind of went crazy they're like you know what you need to go home right by the 20th of March, like, yes, they've closed the borders to non-citizens, and next year, you're still able to come back, but that does not mean that flights will be readily available, it does not mean, like, things will happen, and you won't get stuck, especially if you're traveling abroad, so for me, I was just like, okay, well, I'm in Barcelona, so I'm gonna try to live my best life in Barcelona, and then we'll figure things out, and then that's when, kind of, everything just, hell just broke loose, honestly. Jeez, that had to be a lot. How did your, like, family handle the crisis? I'm sure, like, did you have to buy extra plane tickets? How did that all work out? Yeah, so surprisingly, my parents were pretty chill. Like, my mom, she was like, oh, are you coming back? Do you know when you're coming back or you don't know? Okay. My dad was like, I think my dad was more frustrated for me because he knew how much I really wanted to study abroad in London. He was kind of obsessed. He's kind of upset, and he was saying that it wasn't fair to me and everyone else. Um, but I guess in Barcelona, that's when everything went crazy because Barcelona actually, sh- or Spain shut down. And the thing is that we didn't really know that until we were out on the streets and just, you know, exploring. And then things just started like, I, of course, like the big tourist attractions, I was expecting them to be closed because of whole the whole social distancing thing. But I didn't realize until we went to the mall one day we didn't know exactly because of course we don't know any spanish so maybe we didn't know about the whole shutdown lockdown and no one at the hotel told us either and it was until we went to the mall and we were going to go like just shopping or just to go out to eat and everywhere was closed except the grocery store so we're like oh okay we're just gonna buy a couple snacks from the grocery store maybe i guess things are on lockdown because literally everywhere was it was a ghost town and then we went to the grocery store got some stuff and then it wasn't until we got back to the hotel that we started looking at the news to see what's actually happening. And although it was mostly, most cases were in Madrid, um, the, um, the president of Spain or the prime minister, I don't know which one it is, but he decided to close this lockdown, everything. And that's when my friend was like, okay, can we have to leave? So we bought new plane tickets because what happened was the plane tickets kept on rising and increasing like every minute. So the tickets we first wanted to buy actually like kind of sold out and then we could buy another ticket and we ended up leaving spain um two days earlier so we left on a sunday instead of our planned tuesday sheesh that's very dramatic it was oh my gosh (laughs) it was so much because at one point like in our hotel we we were because the hotel honestly had awful food but we were like, okay, we were kind of like stuck. We were like actually stuck. All we had to eat was like plantain chips and juice. And it was, <laughs> oh my God. It was so bad because we were starving and nowhere was open. Even small like family business were closed. Everything was closed and we we're just like starving. And we were like, like, I was telling my friend Angela, like, what are you going to do? Like, what is going on? That's <laughs> when people were calling me, like, my friends were calling me, like, are you okay? Are you good? Like, what's going on? I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get out of here before I get stuck in Barcelona. Yeah, that would have yeah. been crazy. Oh, no, that would have yeah. been awful, awful. So after Barcelona, did you go back 
to um, London and like pack your things or was there still more time between when you left London? Yeah, so after we, so when we got, when we were leaving Barcelona, we literally had to like go on this airport shuttle and there are only a limited certain amount of people on the bus. We got to the airports and we started seeing people sleeping outside and we were just like, what is going on? Because it's a, this cannot be us outside sleeping on the street uh, or by the airport. <laughs> and we get we got in, and I think that's when the madness started coming in because really everyone was were was wearing masks and gloves and like you know everyone was kind of like standing apart from each other. But then also like you could see like the airport workers were really overwhelmed. So for instance, we had a um, connecting flight from Barcelona to Lisbon, Portugal to um, Heathrow, and then we found um our flight got delayed but then if we had not if we did not get on a flight like right then and there we would have missed our connecting flight um in portugal so the guy was like at the airport was like he let us get on our earlier flight which is really um which we're so grateful for but then we had to sit in the airplane for an hour because there was air traffic and so everyone on the plane was just freaking out because they're like, okay, what's going on? It's hot outside, we're hot, and the air hostesses were just trying to do, they're just giving us water. Like, you know what? We don't know what you're gonna do right now, but here's some water and some apples, and we'll see what happens. And then once we got to Heathrow, oh my gosh, that was like, a, we were like, okay, we're safe, we're good, all right. And I don't think the panic or I guess the stress, the stress set in until the next day where I was like, okay, Kemi, you have a week to get your life together. Go do all the things you want to go do. Go visit everything you want to go see. Because I was going to, like, do all the touristy things at the end of my trip. Because I was leaving in June. And I was like, you know what? The weather's not really nice right now, but I'm going to wait till the end um, to do my touristy things. And then I had to realize, like, I had to pack up my entire flat. All figure out where I was going to um, take all my food because I had bought groceries before I left to Barcelona figure out where I'm taking all my um, kitchenware, my bedding, everything that I could not take back with me and trying to figure that out, but also figure out, okay, I need to go shopping to buy things for my friends and my family and myself, but also go to touristy sites, but also just to like rest because I was tired. <laughs> um, I think that combination was just like, oh my God, like I was freaking out. I packing up your whole life in a less than a week is, is, is just not it it was it was it was it was crazy so oh like I just I studied abroad <laughs> and I couldn't imagine like leaving <laughs> just all yeah. of a sudden so like how long did you actually get to spend in London before you left I believe I got to spend two months it was yeah I think it was exactly two months okay so I got to spend similar to of- your Paris program Cur- um a little bit, I guess a little bit uh, more. So my parents program was three weeks. So I got, I got a little bit, but I still, I think I was still on the stage where I felt like, I think it was just where I, two months is where I was being comfortable. I was like, okay, I'm not used to this life. I know how to take the transportation. I know where I can memorize like um, directions to where I have to go and places I have to go. Um, but it was just like, okay, how did five months get cut down to two right. months? Right. It was just, I think in my mind, it was just like thinking of the expectations I had before the trip. And I guess comparing it to where I was at that point, I was just like the point of this um, satisfaction and just like, I guess, I guess I was just, I, I guess I was sad and angry and just dissatisfied 
at the same time because I think at that point I was just thinking a lot about like my situation, everyone else's situation. And um, it was just, I don't know, it, it was hard to come to terms with um, until I ended up getting back to the US. And here's the story about getting back to the US that was a bit, it was, it was crazy. Uh, I don't think, I think for the longest I was like, you know what, I can't step into an airport again. But when I left London, I got to the airport and I went to give, um, get my bags checked. And lady, of course, you know those air, um, those airport workers who are annoying, like, oh, your bag is overweight by one pound, you, need oh, yeah. to, you know, put something into another bag. And I already knew my bags were overweight. I was just hoping that, you know, she would just have some, you know, empathy and like, you know, that I'm trying to get back home. And then her coworker was like, you know, you could just let her go. She was like, uh. So then she just let me, I, I had to like redo everything. And then she, I got back and she's like, oh, you know, your flight is boarding right now. I'm just like, what? An hour early? She's like, you know what, just go. I'm like, wait. <laughs> so there's basically, I'm rushing. And of course my gate's the very last one. So I'm rushing, I'm sweating, things are falling out my bag. And it's just like, it was, it was awful. And I thankfully get to DC and um, I get to DC and it was very, very um, chaotic because everyone had connecting flights because I believe the US decided to only allow certain airports um, accept planes or arrivals at that time. So everyone had connecting flights and we were all late for them because we had to go through screening. And I thought screening, I, like we got there and like, Basically, people were just dressed in scrubs, had like their mask and gloves on, and had us line up in different lines and fill out like two different forms. And it was actually crazy because none of us got like, we never got our temperature checked. They just asked us like, are you okay? You're good? Okay, <laughs> bye. And just make sure you social distance and like make sure you self-isolate for 14 days and then you're good. But nothing too crazy. But then when I got to my initial gate, I checked my app to make sure if I was like, there on time and it said it was delayed so I was like okay delayed an hour that's cool and then there wasn't really anyone in the airport it was really a ghost town and then someone said hey if you're on a Detroit flight you are staying here overnight because it's it's, it's canceled and I was like what <laughs> like my experience could not get any worse and I was just like you know what at this point I'm over it like I'm done and thankfully they put us in, the air, in a, um, a hotel for the night and I had to wake up around five in the morning for my flight the next day. And it was just, it was, it was just, when I got back to Detroit, I was just, I was like, you know what? I'm glad to be on solid ground. You know? <laughs> I'm glad to be home and back in my bed, but it was just so, it was, it was chaotic. Like I would never wish that on anyone. Gotcha. So we are almost at the end of our episode, but we have like one to two more questions for you. So okay. one, um, do you have any plans to attempt to study abroad again? If, you know, things clear up and we can travel like while you're in college? Um, I think now as a junior, it can get a bit tricky when it comes to studying abroad because I have one more year left. But thankfully at my school, sometimes some programs allow graduating seniors to study abroad. So I might attempt doing that, or sometimes my school does study abroad trips over um, winter break or spring break, but I probably might do it over winter break because spring break, I got plans, um, 
but for sure if I can't study abroad um, during my time in college for sure independent travel is something I plan to do or even schooling schooling abroad you know for a master's program or just um, just being abroad for a long period of time I think that's something that I for sure would do definitely Gotcha. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully we can still travel. I just, I feel like the U.S. still has a long road ahead of us. Oh, oh <laughs> tell me about it. Oh my, every day the numbers just keep on going up and I'm just like, you know what? I think we just might not have a summer because yeah. it's just, or at least it's going to be like um, not as much of a summer, you know? So hopefully fingers crossed and God willing, everything turns around, but. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and being on our podcast. This was great to hear about your experience. Obviously, wasn't ideal, but oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but at oh, least no. you're safe, and um, we hope that you stay safe and healthy. Yes, thank you guys so much for letting me, you know, share my chaotic story. 